What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. It's October, which is Halloween month, the only thing keeping Christmas from snaking its way even earlier into the year. In honor of that noble cause, I'm doing monsters and Halloween shit this month. This episode will be all about vampires. Basically, whatever I want to talk about vampires about. Everyone's favorite movie monster to make unnecessarily sexy and then beat off to. Now, when I say vampire, I'm sure most people are thinking Dracula. The evil aristocrat vampire with his hypnotic roofy powers that he uses to kidnap women. Or maybe Edward Cullen, the, spikely, the sparkly vampire that sucks cocks as well as blood and is responsible for Fifty Shades of Grey. You also have like Celine from Underworld, Blade from Blade, Santanico Pandemonium from, from Dusk Till Dawn, and even Blackula from Racism. Basically, vampires have been responsible for a lot of shit in pop culture. But vampiric monsters have been around for literally thousands of years. I'm going to go over a few different ones from around the world. In ancient Mesopotamia, circa 3000 BC, you had the demon Lamashtu, who was known for sucking blood and stealing babies. She had a lion's head, donkey teeth, which sounds wildly counterproductive to the whole eating people thing, and bird talons. She used to ride around on a donkey and carry snakes with her and just go buck wild. Mothers during childbirth were so scared of this monster that they invoked the demon Pazuzu, which brings famine and locusts to protect them. Do you understand how fucking terrified you have to be to ask the king of the winged demons to come and protect you from the baby stealer? A couple of years later, give or take a lot, in ancient Greece, you have the monster Lamia. Now Lamia, like every mortal woman in Greek mythology had sex with Zeus. Hera found out about it and was pissed. But Zeus is the big bad king of the gods, so she can't curse him as willy-nilly as she can his consorts. So Hera, in what is not at all a proportionate response to banging the dude that bangs literally everyone, kills all of Lamia's children. Lamia is so overcome with grief and anguish that she transforms into a horrible blood-sucking monster and starts stealing babies. Then Hera adds to it by cursing her to never be able to sleep, so she's stuck in a constant state of awareness of what she's lost. Zeus decides to help out in his rare instances where he tries by giving her the ability to take out her eyes. It doesn't help at all, because why would it? It's just a really stupid party trick. Eventually, Lamia became a boogeyman-like creature in Greece, where adults told children about it to try and make them behave. Frankly, they should have just warned them about their gods because they really have a terrifying wrath and are the true monsters. Next, we're going to swing over to China for the Jiangxi. They were reanimated corpses who were still suffering from rigor mortis, so they had to hop around. It's not nearly as scary as Jackie Chan Adventures made them out to be. They suck chi instead of blood because this is China, so of course they do. And for whatever stupid reason, they were afraid of roosters and peaches. More logically, they were also afraid of fire because it's really a catch-all. Staying in Asia, we have the Mananangal from the Philippines, which is really fun to say. It's like Mananananananananangal. This one is special because it can detach its torso from its legs and fly around looking for people to suck. The legs just fucking stay there, waiting for the thing to come back. As if flying torsos weren't weird enough... They also have super long prehensile tongues that they use to suckle up blood like mosquitoes. Their leftover legs are their weakness because you can just spread salt and garlic over their legs and the torso won't be able to attach before sunrise. Going down under to Australia, you have the Yaramayahu, which is even more fun to say than Mananananangal. 
unlike the version in Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire, these are not giant bat-like creatures, but instead tiny frogmen. They drop down from trees onto unsuspecting travelers and use the suckers on their fingers to drink the blood. They have no teeth, but they still swallow their victims whole, drink some water, and then take a nap. Totally reasonable. I like to nap after a big meal, too. When they wake up, they, split their, they spit their victim back out, and now that they're, they're like a little shorter. Repeated attacks from the Yaramayahu result in you becoming one. Then in the Caribbean, you have the Sukiyan or Olehige. This is a woman by day who could transform into a fucking fireball by night. And this fireball would suck blood for some reason, even though that makes no sense. They, these were witches who traded their victims' blood to demons for more power. Now, even though it's believed that fire can't go through doors because it's not ghosts, these fireballs can, in fact, get in any home through any holes or cracks because they're made of fire. They can do whatever they want. The rules don't fucking apply anymore. But they're still afraid of garlic and salt for some reason. Also, if you toss rice around, they'll be compelled to pick up every single piece individually because apparently these vampire fireballs have OCD. The French brought these myths over to the Caribbean, so they brought monsters along with colonialism. I really fucking hate this one. I don't want to get too much into the Striga. The version in The Witcher is way cooler than the folklore it was based on. I just want to mention that the only street, that only a Striga can cure her victims, and she did it by spitting in their mouth. Now I'm going to talk about the Strigoi. This is most likely the closest creature to modern vampires and the myth that Dracula was based on. They're from Romanian folklore. They can shapeshift into animals, become invisible, drink blood. You can kill a Strigoi by slathering it in pig fat, driving a nail on its head, cutting its heart in half, or, as was practiced in as late as 2004, and I'm being serious, and is still probably being done in today, in secret today, because Romanians have no chill, you can cut out the heart, burn it, mix the ashes with water, and then drink the water. Romania banned the practice when they wanted to be taken seriously as potential members of the UN, but who's to say which practices and customs are batshit insane, although these definitely are. The case, which I remind you, was investigated in 2004, less than 20 years ago. The man's own family was the one who dug him up and drank him. Their defense was, either you're right and he was already dead, so who cares, or we're right and we're heroes because we killed a vampire and you should really be thanking us. You're welcome. Now throw us a parade. I want to make fun of them, but you have people today in America who think Democrats are drinking baby blood to stay young, so they will forever be stupid fucking people all over the world. There are a couple of real people over time who were accused of being vampires, either in their time or after their death. Vlad the Impaler, who got his name because of his giant obsession with excessively violent ass play, is an example. He liked shoving sticks that were way too big up people's butts. Because of how violent and bloodlusty he was, he's often associated with being a vampire. You also have the whole association with being Big Daddy Dracula himself. Dracula was apparently some Wallachian term, meaning something along the lines of devil, that they gave to people who had no chill. It's not really clear if Bram Stoker based his book off of Vlad Tepe's or not, but there are a lot of similarities if he didn't. Now, some Dracula historians, because that's a thing that exists, will argue that Bram Stoker did not base Dracula off Vlad the Impaler at all. In Stoker's notes, he does reference a book, an account of the principalities of Wallachia and Moldavia, and Vlad the Impaler was a Wallachian warlord. Stoker's son claimed that his father based the book on a nightmare he had where he ate too much crab or something. 
which I have no idea how you turn an imaginary trip to Red Lobster into the most popular vampire story ever. I guess it doesn't really matter if he did or not because it's involved into its own thing that permeates our culture, so who the fuck cares? Dracula, however, wasn't the first vampires wasn't the first time vampires were shown to be these fancy aristocrats. That was in the novel Vampire by John William Polidori. He was in a contest with some friends who were staying in a family's estate or something else that rich people have, and it was really bad weather. The friends were all sharing ghost stories and then decided to have a contest to write the best horror story of their own. John Polidori turned it into the book, The Vampire, but he definitely didn't win. Because Mary fucking Shelley was also in that group, and she wrote Frankenstein, which blew his shitty story right out of the water. Shelley also had a nightmare, but hers was a scientist who was terrified of his own creation. She didn't dream of riding jet skis and then take that totally unrelated idea and turn it into Frankenstein. After Dracula, you had Nosferatu, which was Dracula, but with different names so they didn't get sued. Then you had I Am Legend, the book written by Richard Matheson who thought that if one vampire was scary, wouldn't everyone but one person being a vampire be like a billion times scarier? The book is kind of weird. The vampires are aware that he lives alone in his house, and they, like, show him their vampire titties. This dude is real tempted to die for some vampire poon, and he complains about it a lot, but never once does he jerk off. I don't know if that's what you're supposed to get from the novel, but the guy definitely should have beat his meat more. And that's not up for debate. So then you get Salem's Lot, Interview with the Vampire, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which all culminated in the vampire craze with stuff like True Blood and Vampire Diaries, where all the vampires were like so obsessed with butt-fucking each other. So you know, it's pretty close to the source material, because Vlad had a thing for butts too. That's it for the episode. Like and subscribe. Check out my Twitter, at MythOTD. Have a happy, as, ho- as happy a Halloween as you can with the whole pandemic thing still going on. I don't know if trick-or-treating is going on or not. Maybe just like toss candy at them. You don't get many opportunities to throw things at children without repercussion.